Oh, I think we're live now, man. This this countdown they put on this thing is three, two, one. It's like the uh, the spaceship launch, so to speak. Uh, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Tony Cotillo, affiliateinfluencers.com, Fox Sports The Gambler, The Heat Ratio Sports Podcast, uh, everywhere, new spots, 1700 to champ. Uh, you can hear me live at least three, four times a week, Heat Ratio Sports, YouTube page, Listen, man, everywhere. If you want to hear me, I'm there. Put it that way. Maybe you don't want to hear me, but who, who knows? We'll find that out. Let me share this real fast, then we can get going. Hey, I'll tell you what, for, for, for sports not happening right now, there to- sure is a ton of stuff to talk about. I could tell you that much. ton of stuff to talk about. Let me get this here. And then let me share this on the page, and then we will be good to go. We will be good to go. All right. How's everybody doing out there, man? I hope everybody's staying safe and healthy, for real. In a wacky, wacky, crazy world, right, that we live in. Hopefully uh, things are getting better. For everybody. All right. Now, I want to go make sure we got, we're going live everywhere here. Got everybody flowing through. I got comments coming in on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. So, I, you know, I, I did a show yesterday and you know, I do a normal segment every Tuesday, 1700 to champ out there at Steen on Sports. Uh, I, you know, pretty, pretty good segment. I, I like what we talk. We kind of touch on every single sport. Uh, you know, four for four plus more is a common thread. But we talked about who follows the same path of Michael Jordan. Who follows that same path? And the reason why, actually, I should probably say who follows the same path as Michael Jordan. But the reason why I asked that is because Michael Jordan, as we've seen in the last dance, completely changed the game forever. Changed the game forever, still changed the game today because we're still talking about it. And, you know, I said this on a show, you know, just like the Gatorade commercial says, everybody wants to be like Mike. People still want to be like Mike. You could go to a schoolyard, not today, hopefully in another few months when we're all back out of quarantine, but you can go to the blacktop and you could hear a kid doing a crossover saying, I want to be like Mike. Still, a guy wants to be like Mike. And, and that's the crazy part about this thing is, Michael Jordan for 20 plus years has still been the figment or, 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 or the image, I should say, of the NBA. Mike, my man, joining in. What's up, Mike? How you doing, buddy? So the biggest thing to me is what other athlete doesn't necessarily have to be in the NBA, but has emulated the same status. And I'm going to get to Horace Grant in a minute because Horace Grant really pissed me off because Horace Grant, let, let's get right into that first, okay? Horace Grant comes out, says he doesn't agree. That's my dog Maverick right there behind me. So if you see him flying through the studio down here, he's just going to chill every now and then. But uh, everybody say, what's up, Mav? Say hi to everybody. But at the end of the day, what happens with Horace Grant is what happens with a lot of jealous people. Horace Grant, last time I checked, got paid because of Michael Jordan. He went to the Orlando Magic and signed a big money contract because of who? Michael Jordan. We see this constantly throughout sports, right? We see a guy named Larry Brown of who else? 
the Dallas Cowboys signed a big money deal, right? Because he was the MVP of a Super Bowl. And it wasn't because Larry Brown won that Super Bowl. It had a, a little bit to do with a guy named Evan Smith and Troy Aikman. Okay. Sorry, Philly fans. I'm not trying to put a Dallas reference out there, but this is the way I feel. And, and Horace Grant decides now, after the last dance is over, to come out and start critiquing on what he feels was wrong, what he feels wasn't real, the, the real Michael Jordan. Listen, man, it's so salty, in my opinion, because at the end of the day, Horace Grant got paid. Horace Grant was featured on multiple episodes. And again, Horace Grant was was quoted you know, by highly credentialed sports writers and athletes of how important he was to that first run. Michael himself even said he hated to lose Horace Grant. So at the end of the day, Horace Grant did get his due. But what more did he want? You were playing with the greatest basketball player of all time. Stop. You know, at the end of the day, stop all the crying. Stop the complaining. Your name will be forever etched in NBA history because of Michael Jordan. And it, it is what it is. I mean, it, you know, and, and when I look at this, I look at all the other sports. And when I look at sometimes we underestimate some athletes and sometimes we don't talk enough about them. And, you know, and, and when we look at each individual sports association, we talk about who has changed the game for the better, who has changed the game to where we are still trying to follow it right now. And we look at let, let's just talk about the NHL because the NHL is a sport that nobody really talks about. No, if my boy Trevor was here right now, he'd be getting excited. OK, Trevor, you're not here. I know you're you're busy working, which is great. But I'm talking hockey, my man. So when you watch us on the replay and you listen to us back, you're going to be very proud of me. OK, I'm going to go goalie. And I, the easiest thing to say is Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. Right. We all remember the greatness of Wayne Gretzky, whether it be Edmonton. Or, or whether it be the Kings. Doesn't matter. Oilers or Kings, doesn't matter. Wayne Gretzky changed the game. Technically, Philly fans are going to kill me for this, but Sidney Crosby, in the same essence, probably changed the game, changed the NHL. All right? You you know, you could say that, but if you go back and you look at it, and this is close and dear to me because I remember facing this guy between the pipes. You look at the goalie, and the goalie is a position that I think doesn't get enough credit. And in Philadelphia with the Flyers, we know as well as anybody, if we don't have a goalie, we can't win. Trust me. We know all about it because we always sign the right, the, the wrong guy. When we should have signed Patrick Waugh, we signed John Van Beesbrook. And how did that work out? So we look at between the pipes, we look at Dominic Hasek and Marty Brodeur. In my opinion, two stellar Hall of Fame goaltenders that made you watch the sport. That's the thing. Made you tune in. Who makes you tune in even if you're not a fan? And that's the thing. Michael Jordan, he made you tune into the game of basketball even if you weren't a basketball fan. I'll tell you right now. I'm not going to put no names out there, but I dated a few females at that time who weren't into basketball. But guess what? They got into it because of Michael Jordan. Mothers, grandmothers, grandfathers, children that weren't even sports kids got into the game because of Michael Jordan. So the same thing when we talk about a guy like Dominic Hasek and Marty Brodeur, they were ESPN gem worthy. They were sports center worthy. They were guys who you flipped on the channel to see. They were guys that you flipped on at a certain time to see a highlight. 
This is what they've done. And people will always continue to talk about them. They will try to make those same kind of saves. They will try to make those same kind of games, right? This is what they do. What did Sid change? When when you say, oh, I'm thinking Wilt, thinking Bob Gibson. Where, right. Exactly. What? What? When? Who said? Who are you talking about, Mike? Who you said? Is that a typo? So, oh, I'm sorry, Sid. Uh, see, that's how much I follow Sidney Crosby. I think Sidney Crosby changed the rules a little bit, right? He he changed the rules as being a young and up and coming kid, straight from the minor league system, directly into the NHL, almost like Carter Hart and the goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers. He showed that it's okay to be young and play a man's game. Because if you remember back in the day, you always had to put your time in. It took you time to adjust. Sidney Crosby came in right away and was electric. He was. He was electric with his speed, with his finesse, right? Okay, exactly. And that's what, what I mean by change the game, right? Bob Gibson's a really good one in Major League Baseball. Right, the the old time steel leader. We 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 all know we, we all know about that, right? So you know, but at, at the end of the day, when we look at the other sports and we look at who changed what, let's look at even sports like tennis. How about Serena Williams? Okay, I know I'm going way over the top here, but I just think that these athletes don't get enough cred. Serena Williams, thirty nine Grand Slams, the Michael. Jordan of tennis. Say what you want. It's not Steffi Graf. Okay. It's not, uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, all, all the all time tennis female players. It, you know, Serena Williams is that cat that you watch because she is that good. Not because you like Wimbledon, not because you like to watch tennis on clay. No, it's because Serena Williams is a beast and you're watching history and that's the thing serena williams changed the game you know why i'm gonna say this i'm gonna be honest serena williams came in okay my, you know obviously took the path that arthur ash laid her okay but as an african-american athlete who showed that it's okay to be strong and fit and be a tennis player because if you remember whether it be monica sellis whether it be steffi graf Okay, you, you remember these players, and you're like, ah, eh, you know what? They're just, they didn't play the part. They had the game, but they didn't have the body. They didn't have the physical stature that Serena Williams did. Serena Williams came in, and right away, just like Tiger Woods and Goff, right away, people put their nose up at her. You know why? Because she was African-American. She was from a different culture. That's what they did because people didn't understand how to accept it. It was, it was against the norm, and Serena Williams changed that forever. Tiger Woods changed that forever in golf. Everybody, Brooks Kapka, Royal McElroy, you know, at Dustin Johnson, every single one of them, if you ask them right now who they were trying to be, it's not Arnie Palmer. It's not Jack Nicholas. It's Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods changed the game. In the NFL, you may you may agree, you may disagree, but Tom Brady changed the game. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Right, he is the go. He is the guy people tune in to watch, whether you hate him or you love him. Think about that. Everybody hates Jordan after this documentary, in in, in a way, right? And, you know, oh, this guy's so mean. He, I can't believe he, you know, he punches teammates. He called him out. He made them better. You may not have liked them, but guess what? You tuned in. You watched every single Bulls game. 
You may not like Tom Brady, but guess what? You tuned in. And the quarterbacks coming up want to be that gem in the draft. They want to be that late-round draft pick to go on and win multiple and multiple Super Bowls. Tom Brady changed the game. Lance Armstrong in cycling. Let's listen. Let's not make no mistake about it. When you're when you're cycling, okay. The the Tour de France. I'm sorry, but I would last about two minutes. Everybody sees how I look. I would never last in that race. And I think the training that leads up to such a thing, it, you know, it's in the Olympic stature right there. It's in that category of how much it takes for you to be able to endure such a long and hard-fought race and contest. So Lance Armstrong, again, changed the game. Take all the doping away. Take all that stuff out of the, you know, out of the equation. He changed the game. And that brings us to baseball. Brings us to baseball. And again, Barry Bonds. I talked about it last episode. I'm going to talk about it again. Right? Barry Bonds changed baseball. You could say whatever you want about the Roids. It doesn't matter. And I'm going to get in that a little bit with a race for the record because I, I feel very strongly about that because, again, Major League Baseball lined their pockets because of such a thing. Mike checks in again. Shaq made them change bats because of his Brewster. Absolutely. It's a huge one. Shaquille O'Neal in basketball. You know, we didn't even talk really basketball because, you know, we already say it's Michael Jordan, but there's others in the same sport, right? Shaquille O'Neal, the first one, besides Daryl Dawkins, the cross backboards. I mean, Listen, at the end of the day, Shaquille O'Neal actually dropped the net onto the ground. Okay, that's what he did. He made them reinforce, like Mike says, he made them reinforce the rims and the baskets, right? He made them reinforce the rules because, listen, if you watched the 2001 finals and you seen the Kimby Matumbo just basically get abused by Shaquille O'Neal, it just shows you how much of a man child Shaq was. And every time I, I, you know, I watch that, that movie Blue Chips. And uh, if you've seen the movie Blue Chips, you, if you haven't seen it, 92, you got to see it. Nick Nolte, the whole story with, with Penny Hardaway and Shaq, it, it was awesome. And, you know, and it showed you just how big Shaquille O'Neal was. Actually, he was insane, right? A classic movie, Mike. Absolutely. That's one of my favorites of all time. Right when when the guy shows up with a bag of cash, you know, out at the farm when he didn't think he was actually going to want money, right? Which was which was amazing. Nick Nolte had a you know had a rude awakening what these players really wanted, whether it be shaving points, whether it be getting cars and getting money. But that's why they call it blue chips, right? But yeah, Shaq's a, a, another good one. Listen, Steph Curry, Steph Curry changed the NBA, right? Steph Curry changed the NBA. Tony ruined it. You're at, <laughs> yeah, when he went, broke up that party, I think he was playing Madden inside that party too when he went, went, when he busted through the dorm. But yeah, I mean, Steph Curry, James Harden, you know, as much as you want to say, they, they they changed the game. They changed the way basketball is played. They they made guards become the focal point of an offense, right? Curry made footsteps uh, expand exactly. And what about in Philadelphia, Allen Iverson? Say what you want, but Allen Iverson changed the game. He he almost like Sid Crosby changed the game, where this guy came in, uh, he took over right from the beginning, a smaller guard, right, with no strength, no weight room, no practice, 
okay, comes in basically hung over some games and just showed with will and determination and raw athletic ability, you can be who you want to be if you're put in the right situation. He made baggy shorts the new culture. He made cornrows and tattoos the new culture after Dennis Robin. Because remember, when Dennis Robin made it cool, Dennis Robin was the bad boy, right? Dennis Robin, you know, everybody looked the other way. They thought, oh, here we go. But Allen Iverson made it cool. He made it acceptable. And because of Allen Iverson, hip-hop was introduced. Not hip-hop, the mascot for the Philadelphia 76ers, but hip-hop, the music, between timeouts, before the field of play, hip-hop concerts at halftime. That's what he brought to the NBA. Allen Iverson changed the game. Now, NFL. We, we, we can look at that again. Let's look at back at the NFL and take a guy like Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders, two sport athletes at a time when that thought was to be impossible. But they did. They changed the game forever because everybody talks about it. And everybody may not in a major league baseball standpoint, but you see it with guys like Patrick Mahomes and guys like Allen Iverson back in the day who actually were two-sport players. Will we ever see another two-sport player, Mike Ayers? I doubt it. Only because I think this boils down to an actual youth sports perspective that everything has become a full-time sport. Nothing stops. There's, there's off-season workouts, okay? There's voluntary OTAs. There's clinics. There's camps. If you play a sport, you play 10 to 11 months a year. There's never a break. So I don't think there's enough to get that in right now to, at the professional standpoint because of that, because it's what it's changed into. But we all remember, you can hate Dion. You can love whatever you feel about Dion Sanders, about prime time, okay, coming off a, a, you know, a helicopter. Okay, leaving a National League Division championship game in order to go to a football game is unheard of. Okay, that's what that wasn't. Listen, okay, Prime wanted some attention. We all know that. Prime time was an attention grabber. I get it. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he was committed, right? Who plays a football game, then 24 hours later plays baseball? Exactly. Think about that right now. Guys are whooped now. This dude was playing two times. A, a three-hour football game, and then a three-hour baseball game. So that's what makes this amazing, and I don't think enough people talk about it. They really don't. So let me get real fast at a race for the record because ESPN has embellished into the documentary world once again, which has been great for a time where we have no live sports. I don't want to watch the KBO. I'm being honest. I don't want to watch the KBO who who's being actually, you know, criticized for having fake sex dolls in the stands. That's not what I call live sports, right? I'm sorry. I'm just not going to get into it. But when we talk about ESPN documentary series, you know, we have a Kobe Bryant one coming up. We have a Doc Holiday, and then we have a race for the record, an E60 on the race for the record. And obviously, if people don't know, the race for the record, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Now, at a time, probably the peak of the steroid era. I get it. I understand. My thing is, I accept it. For all you people out there that want to argue with me, I'm not saying I agree with it. I just accept it as part of the game. And the reason why 
I accept it as part of the game is because Bud Selig and Major League Baseball accepted it as part of the game. What they did at that time, they lined their pockets because of Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire at a time where baseball was thought to be dead. Baseball was having a major attendance problem off a strike-ridden season. They were having a major problem getting people to tune in as an from a national and local audience. This was an issue. And then Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire came in hitting the cover off the ball, making the home run a national story day in and day out, and they followed it. Every, every time they were at bat, you got the zoom in, the double screen on baseball tonight. You got the live update on Sunday Night Baseball. Every single time, the video, the VHS, wasn't DVDs at that time, VHS tape, race for the record. They profiled their entire run, knowing damn well that they were doing illegal substances. They knew it. We all knew it, right? We weren't stupid. Mark McGuire looked, he was enormous. He was like the Jolly Green Giant. We get it. If you look at his 87 tops, yes, I am a baseball collector. A baseball car collector, 87 tops. If you look at it, 86 tops traded. If you look at it, the the USA rookie card of Mark McGuire, and you put it up against him in the St. Louis Cardinals uniform, just like you would with Barry Bonds and the Pirates versus the Giants. I get it. Just like you would with Sammy Sosa with the White Sox as opposed to the Cubs. Yes. Listen, we can name the players here in and here out. I get it. My thing is, it was accepted. It was an accepted form of baseball by certain players at that time, by certain managers at that time, and by the Major League Baseball Commission. That's what was going on. They knew it, and they knew it was the only way to save the sport. So my my, my question to you people and my question to the audience is, if that was the only way to save baseball, do you agree with the way it was handled? And if you do, you have to let these guys in the record books. You have to. Because no matter what you say, what they did was a remarkable feat. It was remarkable. I get it. Bad speed. I get power. I understand all that. I get all that. But what I'm saying is we all bought into it at that time. And I guarantee you, I'm telling your line at that time that you weren't watching it and saying, I'm going to turn it off because they're doing steroids and they're cheating. I guarantee you the percentage is under 5% of the national audience that turned it off and didn't watch it at that time. But because now it gets all the accolades and now it gets all the opposition, everybody wants to jump on board. Oh, that was ridiculous back then. Stop. You were watching it. You really were. You were watching it. Stop it. So this this episode that I want to do today, you know, kind of encapsulated everything into one, right? Because right now with Major League Baseball, we know the, we know the proposals, right? We know what's going to have to happen if baseball is going to make an appearance this season. We already look at the NFL, and it looks like they may be delayed. We may be talking an October start. We don't know. Listen, everything is, you know, basically – uncharted waters that we're still trying to figure out we're still trying to swim in right we it's like we have one paddle and we're waiting for the other one in order to get us to where we need to go and and for right now we really don't know what direction we're headed but what we can do 
is at least we can look towards a positive direction and say, we know at a time there is going to be sports again. And when they come back, whether it be no audience, whether it be full audience, whether it be half, whatever they want to do, we're going to watch. Why? Because we're all sports fans and we all love it. That's why we're going to watch. And I can't wait. But what I want to do right now is I want to give credit to everybody out there, every sports writer, every sports show host, every podcaster, every blog writer, every website, every Facebook administrator, anybody who has to do anything with sports. I'm telling you right now, you guys have held it down for longer than 90 days. This isn't about a competition to me. Okay, I'm telling you that right now. This is not, I'm not here. I, you will never see me bury competition. That's not what I do. What I do is I look and find that there are people out there that just like we talked about who follows the same path as Michael Jordan. Well, who follows the same path of a famous sportscaster? Who follows the same path of a famous sports radio host, right? There are people out there that you may never even listen to that have unbelievable talent that haven't been given a chance and right now guess what they're putting their blood sweat and tears not because they're getting paid because they're passionate they're passionate about opening up and being real and that's what i want to give credit to i don't want to give credit to the people out there that are just doing it because it's a paycheck right now they're just going through the motions right? Talking about the Netflix streaming, talking about, listen, yeah, if it comes up in a conversation, that's fine, but let's let's take every conversation that we have and let's make sure it involves what we love and that's sports, okay? Let's, let, let's think about what we had and what we're going to have once again, and that's what I wanted to do today. I want to thank everybody out there, as always, for listening. I want to do a 20 to 30 minute segment, a lunchtime break, Because I think this is the perfect time when people, whether you're working or you're at home, it's windy as hell out. I don't know why. I feel like I live in Kansas anymore, but that's okay. Okay. Or maybe I'll be doing this on my back porch. Maybe I'll do that in the summer. Hopefully, if everything cooperates. But again, follow me on here at Sportscaster. It is a great, great venue for anybody who would like to talk. And I, you know, I get a lot of comments. I get a lot of followers, which is great because I want to know what you're thinking. You, what your quotes do and what you think comes back to me and gives me bigger ideas. So I want to thank you for that. And again, at Ticatola23 on Twitter, at PhillyInfluencer.com, at Fox Sports to Cambler, and at the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast. Check us out. Heat Ratio Sports, we're doing good things. Fox Sports the Gambler, we're doing big things. Athleteinfluencers.com, we're always doing good things. A lot of good personalities. Everybody have a great day, and we'll talk again in a few.